And now, live from Dining Room Studios in Hollywood, California, it's Thursday on the Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes her guests. She's a comedian and star of Meet the Mormons, which I preferred to the lesser-known sequels Awkward Small Talk with the Mormons and Four-Day Road Trip with the Mormons. It's Jenna Kim Jones. He's an IT professional and the new voice of the doorbell on Fuller House. It's Hashtag Al. And he's a producer who's got a passion for fishing and swimming with fish and also pooping on fish. It's Greg Heller. (laughs) Chef Jeff is here to make quiche Lorraine with extra Lorraine. I'm her husband, Daniel, and you know what they say, happy wife, no fucking life. Saying hop on board the love bus and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. everyone hi hello and what i mean to say is hello my little chicken mcnuggets Ah. it's me allison it's okay (laughs) it's okay the listeners know on my monday show i have a particular greeting the one you just heard and on the thursday show i call people carbs but tonight calling you chicken mcnuggets which are not i mean they're dipped in bread but it's a protein-esque type thing so you know what throwing throwing out all the rules in your defense we don't know what they really are we, we don't, don't know. They yeah. could be. It they might be, be wood pulp. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But anyway, welcome to another exciting Thursday episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. I would like to say hello to my guests. Hello, Greg Keller. Hi, Allison. Hi, Jenna. Hey. Hi, Al. Welcome back. Thank you. Good to be here. Hi, Daniel. Howdy. Hello, Jeff. Hi, Allison. And I'd like to say hi to Robo Allison. Give me my days of lamb. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Even she's hot for my days of lamb. All versions of me love it. So, all sorts of stuff to get to. Um, I, speaking of carbs, I went off the carb wagon, you guys. It was not planned out. Here's what happened. Um, And I think we will need to hear the snack chat song at a certain point. Uh, You choose one. So, I was driving around and I passed a neighborhood in Hollywood called Hollywood Knolls. And I looked at the word Knolls, and then I thought garlic knots. And then I thought, I thought of a pan with, uh, with like any kind of knot in it, like covered in butter. And then I thought, why am I, why am I doing this to myself? Maybe I don't have to be so strict. And then I thought, no, no, no. There's a lot of voice. There's so many voices in my head. <laughs> I like that one. Regarding yeah. <laughs> food. I thought, no, no, no. Think of how you're going to feel afterwards. No, 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 no. <laughs> Exactly. And then I was like, oh, wonderful. I really, even though I'm having these thoughts, I really don't want to eat carbs because I just know I'm not going to feel good afterwards. So, But I did have that series of thoughts that was sort of unusual. Also pumped full of hormones, which I think is, because mm. is, I'm not, I don't even like garlic knots. I like bread, mm-hmm. but it was weird. The Hollywood Knolls turned into garlic knots in my head. But so then ate my usual hard-boiled eggs, salad with cauliflower, etc., which, by the way, if the house smells, it's because I made some cauliflower earlier. I did not fart. Um, <laughs> but then 2.30 in the morning rolled around. and As it does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does every single, every single night. Every night. And then also in the afternoon, there's a 2.30 too. Mm-hmm. It's just not the morning variety. No, it's, it's, it's the opposite. Of that. So anyway, 2.30 in the morning rolls around, 
And suddenly I'm like, you know what? I need to have two of those flour tortillas that are that I that are in foil in the drawer hidden from me that I put in there to hide from myself. And also I need to have two small corn tortillas that weren't very good. And then I was like, you know what? Well, I've already had carbs. So, and I'm and I know I'm going to go back to not having carbs. So I may as well just have a couple more things. Just sneak it in. So five hours later. But the no no no. <laughs> the upside, and I will tell you guys what else was involved. But the upside of it was like as I stood there in the middle of the night, standing on the ladder because yes, I got out the ladder because to get to the stash way up high that I put up there so she can't get there. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the, the tongs wouldn't reach themselves, so I had to get the ladder. You need one of those coolers that they have in parks with picnic benches to keep bears out of your food. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's in bags hanging over our heads. As I was on the ladder thinking this would be a terrible, terrible way to die. <laughs> or but, even just the embarrassment of coming crashing but down. But weirdly appropriate. I know. At a certain point, yeah. Wendy trotted out, but for a second I was standing there like, Tortilla crumbs on my face, ladder out, tongs in my hand. I thought it might be you getting up, and I was like, Mm -mm. "Oh, this is not going to look good." Even though you know, but in the middle of the night, I had more less and more shame about it. Anyway, though, middle of the night, I was like, "The upside to this is I can participate in snack chat because I have some opinions about some of the Oreos that I took in." Whoa, this is exciting! Yeah, yeah, snack (laughs) chats. And then I was like, maybe I should contact Trap Dog and ask him to do like a really depressing snack version of snack chat. And it would just, I think, sound like this, like carbs, 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 fat ass, carbs, carbs, thunder thighs, carbs, carbs, <laughs> lard butt. And then I thought, no, I am not going to continue. I'm not going to shame myself more than I'm already shaming myself. Yeah. And I don't know. I just felt like the, the song would be in poor taste, even though I would be the fat butt of the joke. I'm not... You know why we don't need the song? Because I'm not going to do this again. This is a one-time thing. So anyway, up on the ladder, the first thing I ate was... Uh, so my favorite candy in the world is C's Candy Scotch Kisses, mm-hmm. which have you had them? Yep. They're butterscotch with marshmallow in them. And they're really actually... Oh. They're like 60 calories per scotch kiss, but it's mm-hmm. pretty much all sugar. I-, I received some of those for my birthday in May, and then I went off carbs in June. So they were... I had one... It was quite stale. Yeah. Very oh. hard. They're called Scotch Kisses because of the butterscotch. Yes. Mm-hmm. I guess I never really... No, I <laughs> Insightful. Did. I just thought it was like some weird thing that had to do with Scottish people. <laughs> like, like Scotch eggs? Like, yeah. And Scotch tape. Yeah. Like There's no es- butterscotch in a Scotch egg. <laughs> or Eskimo kiss? Yeah. Wait, what? Is it, is it an Eskimo kiss when Wait. you rub noses with somebody? No, I think it's when that's, you like when you like put your when, no. That's a butterfly kiss. Oh, Eskimo yeah. kiss is, is when you noses. rub noses. Yes, yes. Okay. yeah. Do Eskimos truly kiss that way? Is that because it's the only thing that's poking the only thing out of their, of their oh. I see. But I coats? I think that's. I think that's not true, though, right? I don't know. I just yeah. that's what I'm assuming. <laughs> any, do I have any Eskimo I mean, listeners? <laughs> yeah. Um, butterfly kisses are weird. If, yes, if they're the thing where you like put your eyeball next to someone's and cheek f- and then you flutter open your and close lashes. It. Yeah, and there was like an uncomfortable song. Butterfly kisses. That one. 
I feel uncomfortable with yeah. that song. <laughs> who? who? Oh, wow. I don't know. It's like sounds kind of like a Michael Bolden or like it's a, not. It's a. It's like Jim Brickman oh, or somebody <laughs> like that. Uh, yeah. Is it? Is it a Jim Brickman song? No, no. It's, it's somebody like that. I can't remember, but I I think I yeah. Butterfly kisses. <laughs> but that's that's the only part you remember, right? Yeah, that's that's the that's the hook. That's da, 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 da. Something yeah, something, daddy. Oh my god! Butterfly kisses. Yeah, the reference to daddy like in the midst of that is icky. It's yeah, like exactly. A father and his daughter. Yes. but it's just creepy. Oh yeah. Oh, remember this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I always found it slightly uncomfortable. Is there a real person named Jim Brickman? <laughs> yeah, he's a piano player. Oh, he is? Yeah. Okay, I thought you just said Jim Brickman. Okay. He should be a football player. If you're ever walking mm. through like uh, JCPenney, you've probably heard a Jim Brickman song. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Even a, <laughs> even a father sticking his eyeball on his It's too close, cheek. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it depends on how old she is. If she's like three, it's cute. Right. But if she's just, like 17. Just kiss her on the cheek. Right. Don't involve your eyeball. From heaven. Hold on. Bob Carlyle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I knew about this. <laughs> she talks to Jesus. Yeah. She died. <laughs> and I thank God for all of the joy in my Yeah. I think I was homesick from school. <laughs> because this of this song. Very po- Watching <laughs> <laughs> this was really popular though. Yeah. God, it sounds like it should be on the Silence of the Lambs soundtrack. Yes, yeah. it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> right. Thank you. Even if a butterfly was that close flapping around, it would be very Horrifying. uncomfortable. Horrifying. I, I guarantee you that song is in Act One of a Dateline. At some point, Bob seemed like a nice songwriter. He even wrote this number from 2004. Butterfly kisses. <laughs> and in the killer's car, they only found CDs by Bob Carter. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, I had a scotch kiss. It was a little, little, little stale. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And then uh, there was a pack of cookie dough Oreos, Mm. which I was like, oh, good. But they weren't open yet. So I didn't open them. Cookie dough Oreos. (laughs) So I had a marshmallow crispy Oreo. Mm hmm. Was really good. Yeah, those Have are good. Have you had those? Yeah, I'm into them. Those yes. are really mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. They are really good. And then I had two cookie dough Oreo. No, no. What am I saying? S'mores. I had two s'mores Oreos. Can I just? I'd like to do a reset. Like here. S'mores, s'mores Oreos. So it's yeah. Oh, those are good. It's two thirty right? in the morning now, and you're on a ladder eating cookies. Mm-hmm. No, I had descended the ladder. <laughs> I, I have some class. <laughs> okay. And I was eating them on the ground. I mean, I wasn't on the ground. <laughs> on all I have some class. I was on the ground. Come on. I was. Her, your feet were on the ground. Yeah, and. First, I just had one marshmallow crispy Oreo and one s'mores Oreo. Put the ladder away. Then I got the ladder back out. <laughs> so I had to go back for round two. I bypassed the red velvet Oreos. We've discussed those before. Yeah. I I know you're a fan, Daniel, and I am. Of not. which ones? The red velvet Oreos. They're, they they've changed it up a little bit this year too. They're stuffed a little bit more. Oh wow! And they're a little bit cream cheesier. Do I think. they? Interesting. <laughs> they're good. Do they advertise they're good. that? Are they like now? No. Yeah, they haven't. Just a surprise. Oh, really? Just. They just slid a new kind of cookie down the pike. It's mm. not the way no, the they just works. tweaked. <laughs> they just tweaked it a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The cinnamon bun Oreo. I if know, you I see that, that one, it, it is it's really good. The best. Yeah. I kind of mm-hmm. wish ridiculously that, good. That had been in our cabinet. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. 
I do. I do because I was like, and this is classic binge thinking, by the way, I'm sure. But I was like, I'm going to go off carbs again, but I've already blown the no carb thing for now. So I got to get them in under the wire. Oh, I know this philosophy I've done so that well. So yeah, many times. Do that with, Sorry, uh, with different, do you know what's in there? Yes, with certain things I have. Uh, but I'm just saying, I understand the mentality very. Anybody who's had any sort of control issues with anything yes. yep. understands that mentality. Yeah. So then I had a few chips. They were pretty stale. And. So you went Some back crackers. up the ladder. No, no, no. The you chips, brought it all. You went up and got it and you brought it no, all down. No, the chips, uh, the <laughs> chips did not. Because honestly, since I've given up carbs, I really don't find the carbs tempting. So the, the, the Oreos and stuff like that were up on the high shelf from back in the days before I had relinquished carbs when I was like, I find that all tempting. Put that away. Now there's like chips and crackers and stuff like that around and I'm never tempted except for this one time at 2.30 two in the morning. So I had some crackers and, and chips. Um, but anyway, so that happened. I feel weirdly okay with it because it was as much as I just listed like 15 items I just had. It wasn't, it still didn't feel like I wouldn't You have, didn't really yeah, overdo it. You it didn't. Did, it, yeah. It, it felt fairly measured. Mm-hmm. And then I like, and I've, I haven't been tempted to do it again. Um, now these yeah. Oreos I bought like a year ago and put they them up there and just forgot good. about them. <laughs> really? <laughs> I just, I was like, eh, not I interested. I do not, we've gone through it before, but I do not understand your complete like I'll have your like, lack of it, food, you ha- food issues. Like you have, have no yeah. relationship with food. I'll have like four, and then I just uh, bored. Like I don't want any more. I went to get some batteries today because uh, <clears throat> my mouse is out of batteries because it's one day after I put them in. Oh, they're such battery suckers. They really <laughs> are horrible. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? You know what's also a battery sucker? The keyboard. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know. You know what they thing. should do? They should invent ones that have like a wire that connects to the computer to power it. <laughs> You know yes, what I mean? Like a power, smart. like a power cord. It's so smart. But how if would you, you yeah. what, what kind of connector would you use? <laughs> I don't know, like a USB port or something like that. <laughs> I guess that I feel, could work. I feel like that has a power. I don't know. Someone should invent that. Oh, Remember? wait. They That's have a million that, dollar idea. It's good stuff. Is yours wired? No. Oh, my <laughs> keyboard is because I needed the 10 key on it. And the, mm. you, the, the only one is the... The 10 key? Like yeah. the, number, the numbers? The numbers. Isn't that just one and zero? No, the numbers. There's other the numbers, Peg. <laughs> There's two. <laughs> no, three. he thought you meant specifically. The number like, ten. No, the number the ten. ten. No, a he ten key the, is the. <laughs> it's, it, it's the I far right ten, hand side. Of I the needed keyboard. a ten key. Like it just says ten. The number ten. <laughs> just just like going, one how lazy zero? is this dude? Just fucking hit one and then uh, zero. Wait, what is the ten key? <laughs> the thing on and the side, key. the extra addition where you can like type numbers in quickly. But all the numbers are at the top. I know, but if you're doing right. numbers really fast and you've got to do a bunch of spreadsheets and stuff, it's easier if you just have a... a ten key. Ten key. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, went to get batteries. <laughs> pulled open the drawer with the batteries, which is your top file cabinet drawer. Mm-hmm. So much chocolate in there. <laughs> I know, I forget that I put... I'm like, a, I'm like a squirrel that packs things away and then forgets about it. Like I have chocolate I stashed love- all over the, the house. There were M&Ms stashed in here that I totally forgot about. Yeah, yeah. You know what? We have the same personality type. <laughs> I have M&Ms in one random yeah. corner of the house. I have a drawer next to my bed with random it's stuff. It's There's Yeah, I it got all be, kinds of stuff. It will be completely dark in our bedroom, and I'll hear like her nightstand go like... <laughs> and then like... <laughs> and I'm like, what is going on over there? That's only on the weekends right now. It's like yeah. Saturday night. I'm like, I've, I haven't had candy all week. I'm so depressed. That's right. Yeah. Right now, there's still Christmas M&M's, though. I really need to up my supply. I have Christmas Oreos. Yeah. 
<laughs> are they a special Christmas type of M&M? Or Mint. are you just... Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they're mm-hmm. red, green, and white. Mm-hmm. Oh. They're very good. Yeah. So that's my addition to Snack Chat. I think, mm-hmm. I think, did it, I mean, was there any sort of happiness involved in it eating the carbs? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. good. So you did enjoy it somewhat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, okay. there, it was strangely without recrimination. Good. Yeah, okay. lots of dopamine was released in the kitchen that night. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that crispy marshmallow so Oreo and those s'mores Oreos, like, even better with really milk. felt like a... a a giant hug. Good. Okay. <laughs> this is what Daniel and I were talking about the other night. Yeah. I was saying, and by the way, yes, I totally have food issues. Although what? I think that <laughs> I think mine are more extreme. Yeah. But oh. my hunch is all women would say that they have food. I would issues. say a lot of people Most. have yeah. food issues. But my, yeah, Allison, in my house, mm-hmm. we, as you all have met my wife, she's very she's a diminutive woman. So I will tell. I will ask her. I will ask her to please do the dishes and then I will come into the kitchen and all the dishes will be laying on the counter. And she'll go, I can't reach any of the cabinets. <laughs> even though we pur- Thank you. Even though we've purchased like three steps to get up there. But if you fucking put potato chips on the top shelf, <laughs> they will be gone in she'll one day. She will find a way yeah. to get up there. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I believe that this is a fairly universal issue. Yeah. yeah. Yes, if you wanted is. to invent like cold fusion, you would just lay out all of the things that you needed to invent it and then put a bag of Oreos on the other side <laughs> of the set. And they would invent it in order to get the Oreos. Just step into the large hadron collider <laughs> yeah. and you can have these Lay's potato chips. <laughs> Um, Daniel has yeah. never, you've never eaten more of something than you wanted to because of something you were feeling. Like you've never been like, I'm Not because upset. of the feeling. Right. And the feeling has never inspired you to I eat something. I wish I had no. that. That's one no, thing no, no. I don't have. I, I wish that feelings were not attached to my food. Well, what Me we were too. saying mm-hmm. is you so- to soothe yourself with food. Like yeah. you, you're feeling bad, so you'll eat to feel better. That I don't have. Like mm. not at all. No. And I was asking, like, what do you do to feel to soothe yourself? Mm-hmm. And you'll what would we decide? You'll play a video game. Well, usually it's just be it, cr- any kind of creative activity uh, is soothing. <laughs> yeah, video games, uh, anything where I can like, uh, I don't know, like <laughs> use my mind in some way. You but know, the point is to was, turn your mind off. <laughs> for me, yeah, but you're putting your mind on other things. It's like you're just uh, you're channeling it into something else. That's all. What okay, so Jenna, you also have the emotional oh I connection. have I have all kinds of food issues food, maybe yeah, ours are a little bit different, probably, but mine ours our no no, no, <laughs> I would say maybe they're a little different, but I am very attached to food, I think about it, mine is that I think about it a lot, mm-hmm. and yes, I sometimes I binge, mm-hmm. Alan, Jeff, and Greg. Do you got if you're like will your emotions affect how you eat? Yes, absolutely. Um, I've <laughs> I've rage eaten. My buddy Dale, who you've met, uh-huh. that I always used to bring to all the Corolla barbecue things because he can put away barbecue. Like he rage eats, and then when I get around him, it's like we're a pack of rabid dogs. Like <laughs> we went, we would go to this one place and had giant burritos, and he's a big guy and he could eat the whole thing, and he would just be like, rah, 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 and then I would just get wrapped up in the rage and mm-hmm. eat the whole burrito. Wow, what does that mean to rage yeah, eat? Are you curious. just like fuck you, burrito? Not just like no, a high like- energy, like <laughs> like it's a, like a rowdy kind of. Is it a, is it energetic. a joyous thing? It's a. Uh, 
it's like an alpha dog thing. Oh, okay. It's not, it's not <laughs> hateful. It's not, fuck the world, I gotta eat this burrito. It's just like, mm-hmm. just craziness. Interesting. Yeah. Greg? Uh, no, I don't do that. I have a lot of emotions surrounding food, but they're all really positive. Mm. Like I cook, cooking. Did, didn't mine sound positive? <laughs> <laughs> cooking is relaxing to me, um, and I love feeding people. I love, but I don't have like, if something horrible happens to me, food is not what I default to. Right. Mm. Alan? Yeah, I don't know if food makes me feel better or if I get like sad emotions. I just really like food. Mm. Like it just tastes yeah. really good. Yeah, I was thinking not about it earlier. It. And I was... <laughs> not all of it, yeah. Some food doesn't that's taste true. good. Some does not taste good. Sorry, go ahead. It's true. There, <laughs> there are items that don't taste good. Yeah, that's and my I, point. I typically... Well, what I do is I just won't eat those and then I go for the stuff that I really like. <laughs> Smart. Like, yeah. That's a good strategy. Have, now, have you always been that way? Or yeah, that I would say in general, I've always been that way. But yeah, I was thinking about it earlier and I was thinking about you, Greg, and I was thinking because I know that you... A while ago, we were like getting together to work on something and you're like, now, you know, the most important question, where are we going to eat lunch or what are we going to eat for lunch? And you're like, I spent a lot of time thinking about lunch. And I think of you as someone who spends an enormous amount of time thinking about food, but my hunch was it wasn't emotionally driven. No, but I want to, I'm very particular about eating the right thing at the wrong time and the wrong thing at the wrong time. I, I think about meals that I made mistakes about eating from several years ago all the time. Like what kind of mistake? <clears throat> like why I ordered the wrong sandwich on this day. Mm. Why did I, I knew this was not a place to get corned beef. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I knew. You mean like the wrong dish at the restaurant? Yeah, like I knew this is not the place to get corned beef and I did it and I had a <laughs> chance to have like a pleasurable lunch. I'll think about that kind of stuff. Oh man, I, I do that steaks. too. I, I, we went to a fish place like uh, about a month ago mm. and I ordered the steak and it was really, that is rolling the dice. Mm. And I got an excellent steak. And so we went back. This is the place that offered me the, the, the fuck you on a plate yeah. salad. Mm. So we went back. I was like, I'm going to have that steak. And that was just testing the fates one too many times. Yep. And I had like the worst steak ever. So yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Go to a fish place. You, you got to get fish. Yeah. You know what you really need you though? Do. If you go to um, a restaurant or pretty much anywhere. Steak. <laughs> You need if you need glasses so you can see it well. Hell if you're yeah. someone who needs glasses, and if it's bright, you need sunglasses. Allison Rosen is your new best friend, is supported by Warby Parker, a new concept in eyewear. Glasses should not cost as much as an iPhone, especially the new iPhones, which are mm-hmm. super expensive. At Warby Parker, fashion-forward prescription glasses start at ninety-five dollars, including prescription lenses. Daniel, I'm staring at your Warby Parkers right now. Am I not? Yes. And you love them. And I do. I think I'm going to get a new pair. A new style. You won't even recognize me. Okay. Well, just let me know that it's you. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'll wonder who the stranger with fetching spectacles is. <laughs> All glasses include anti-reflective and anti-glare coating. There's no additional cost. All glasses include a hard case and cleaning cloth. There are no cleaning cloth. Did I say cloth? Felt like it's something different. You said different. cloth. You said okay. cloth. <laughs> you do cloth. not get a cloth. <laughs> There are no additional items you will need to purchase. Warby Parker makes buying glasses online easy and risk-free. Their home try-on program uh, allows you to order five pairs of glasses to be shipped directly to your home, try them on, select your frames, and send them back free with no obligation to purchase. When you place an order for prescription glasses, you will have them in your hands within 10 business days. They usually arrive even faster than that. For every pair of glasses sold, Warby Parker distributes a pair of glasses to someone in need. Go to warbyparker.com slash best friend, and the best friend part is all one word. So Warby Parker, W-A-R-B-Y-P-A-R-K-E-R.com slash best friend to choose your five 
free home try on frames by visiting that URL, warbyparker.com slash best friend. You will get free three day shipping on your final frame choice. That's warbyparker.com slash best friend. Okay. Um, so I do have an IVF update, but Ooh. I don't want to spend a lot of time. So I was thinking, someone give me 60 seconds. We'll just call it the biological clock. And I'm just going <sighs> to. I know. That's clever. Is it nice? And it's going to tick. Yeah. Oh, has it started already? I feel like Andy Rooney is about to start talking. (laughs) I mean, why do you take the ketchup out of the thing and put it in the other thing? It's not ketchup. (laughs) Is that good? That's it. That was, was, I feel like he was in the room for a moment. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let's well, oh, now, now I'm all like, well, when do we start? No, you have to say start the biological clock. Oh, okay. Start the biological clock. Thank you. So I went for a retrieval last week and I posted a video about it, um, which you can find on YouTube. I need to be talking faster if I'm going to be doing this. Um, but anyway, it was uh, it was a very dramatic egg retrieval because the egg that we were looking for i ovulated it already uh, will we discover when i got there and like oh fuck what are we gonna do and my doctor thought we should just not even do the retrieval at all but then long story short and i am speeding through this we decided to do the retrieval they told us we got two mature eggs i um was crying because i was so happy to get this news and like everyone in the whole clinic all the nurses were super happy and the anesthesiologist and it was like yay look at we you know rolled the dice and it worked out got a call that night turns out the eggs were not mature so uh, the cells surrounding them were mature. So that was a bummer. But then they tried to mature them in the lab. One matured. So that was like, yay. And then they tried to fertilize it and it fertilized. Yay. And then the next day it was just, or no, a couple of days later, it was just a four cell. So not yay. And then I got a call this morning. It stopped growing. So um, it's dead. So it was quite a whirlwind. Whoa. Oh, my time's up. <laughs> right as, right wow. as, wow. By the way, they don't say it died. They just say it stopped growing, but I'm like, it died basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure it would have been an asshole anyway, but <laughs> that's not great. So now there's this question of like, well, what do we do now? And um, I'll let you guys know when we figure it out. Okay, moving on. That was biological <laughs> clock talk. That was my biological <laughs> clock. Okay, let's see. Um, well, here's something. Al, you, I believe you were out when we talked about, um, about the about cliches and idioms. Is this ringing a bell at all, or was not that at Susie? all? Okay, so I was probably not here. That would Actually, not be me. Before, before we get into that, let's talk about what Al did while he was gone. Oh yeah. Do you have any exciting news to report? You hung out with your parents, right? <laughs> Yeah, I hung out with my parents, and uh, they were like getting ready to get on a plane the next day. So it was like just a quiet night, sitting on the couch while I held Samantha. Great story. Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> it was wild times. I wish I had more excitement for you. That's but, okay. Uh, yeah, we just kind of sat and hung out. We I just talked with my parents a lot because we just like to catch up and. I don't know. You guys are so healthy. It's weird. Yeah. They are. We talk they about are. like, so what, what do you think the next goal is? What's the next career move? We think this. <laughs> what are you guys doing? And you know, Do you make use of a whiteboard when you're having these conversations? No, you know, not always. Not always. But uh, <laughs> Sometimes it's those big post-it pads. It's a flip chart type deal that mm-hmm. we use. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. Nothing, nothing too exciting. Did your yeah. parents have anything they really wanted to do when they were in Los Angeles? My dad really wanted to go to uh, Vallarta. 
which is that Mexican, Mexican grocery store. Right. And it was like, he it's like, it. yeah, he felt like he had died and gone to heaven. Why? Because he loves yeah. Mexican food. He served his mission in Mexico. Mm. And so like his whole life is about where can I get the best Mexican food? And he lives in Ohio mm-hmm. and they don't Great. have a lot of good Mexican food. I had Mexican food. food in Indiana and it was the Horrible. worst Mexican food I've ever had. It was so bad. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it can be really bad. And so I yeah. said like, hey, there's this there's this like Mexican or, or like, you know, Latino grocery store that we got to take you to. And he's thinking like what he's used to, which is just like a hole in the wall place that, that imports just a few items. And he's really excited about it. And he walked in and he was just like. <gasps> he called it amazing. the Whole Foods of Mexican food. <laughs> <laughs> it was, he loved it so much. Yeah. yeah what he kind just bought of everything. stuff do they have there? They have oh, different kinds of cheeses yeah. mm. uh, that are like, that are, you know, you only get them in Mexico or in places that will import them. I think I would um, like to try Mexican cheese. It's he good. bought uh, Japanese peanuts. At the Mexican grocery at this, store? At this grocery store. It's an international have, market. Yeah, yeah. And they have great, um, like, great meat that mm-hmm. you can buy and then grill at home. They have a really good restaurant. All their salsas are really good. I mean, it's just a great place. So we like cooked out. They came here and I wanted to show them like, hey, we can get really good Mexican food yeah. here. So we, we we grilled it and did they, it right. Yeah, his dad loves food, is very passionate about food. So when they do come visit, we try to impress. Yes. And we did well this time. And then yeah. his mom, who's not quite as much of a foodie, doesn't really care. All she wants is Pinkberry because they don't <laughs> have that yes. in Ohio. That Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So she just, we always go down and get her pink. She just wants original, nothing on it, (laughs) pink berry. I gotta say, I am not the biggest fan of tart yogurt. And I don't just mean yogurt that has a tart taste. I mean that frozen yogurt. Yes. When it comes to Froyo, Mm -hmm. I said that weird. (laughs) When it comes (laughs) to frozen yogurt, um, I, yeah, I don't like just the like, we have just plain tart. Mostly it's because. That's what you get, and you like it. I, like I mean, it. that's not why I don't like it. <laughs> it doesn't help it. <laughs> but I would prefer like a vanilla or something mm. that's not mm-hmm. so uh, tart. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, so we talked about a, we talked. What did we, we talk about? Um, don't count your chickens before they've hatched last mm. time, and like yeah, whether yeah, we yeah, yeah, bring yeah, yeah. a superstitious element to it or not. And then Jeff and I were talking, and he said, you know, what do you think? people who live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones means. And the more we talked about it, the more we realized like there's actually a few different ways of interpreting it. And I'm not even talking about what the actual meaning of it is, which I think I had wrong now that I looked it up, Um, which is sort of disconcerting because weren't you saying that this question is on like insurance questionnaires? And also I think that this question specifically, like what do you like, think it means is kind of a litmus test for your mental but, state. Like if you're right. getting ho- home insurance, it's like, do you live in a glass house? <laughs> right. Because <laughs> we're not going to insure that. <laughs> right. So I, okay. So before I tell you what, I, when I looked it up, what it means, I'll tell you what I, my thoughts. I thought it was like, don't, um, attack someone if you have the same vulnerability which is like Mm -hmm. in the realm of what it means but then this is what the part i was trying to figure out like specifically do you envision because okay i envision someone leaving their glass house and throwing stones and then going home to their glass house and stones are thrown at them as a retaliation Mm And then I was like, or does it mean don't sit on your couch inside your glass house and throw stones because you'll break your own wall? Right. There, I think there's, there's at least two ways to take it. My, my original thought is that you shouldn't do things that are clearly 
a problem for your own vulnerabilities. Right. So right. don't undermine yourself. But do you... That's, that's my initial thought. But, okay. But then also there is the idea of you shouldn't do that to other people if your house is made of glass right. as well. But do you envision the stones damaging your house from you throwing them or from other people throwing stones at your glass house? For the first version, it's me. The second version, it's other people. Okay. I always thought it was what you thought it was, which is don't throw stones at other people because you're they're going to come destroy your stupid glass house. <laughs> you and know? They, which they can see right through, by the way. Right. Like you're you're just, you know, you're vulnerable. Yeah, they'll yeah. know when you're not home. <laughs> Because they right. can see right in. Yeah. Maybe you have... I wonder if you have curtains. But I like glasses. the other idea better. I like the idea that you shouldn't do something because it'll your own actions are going to come back and hurt you. That it's not someone outside hurting you. It's that y- your behavior is going to hurt yourself. Right. Alan? I never thought that deeply about it. I, I, I really hadn't. Yeah. Time I really to. hadn't until Jeff yeah. and I talked about it because I was like, oh, yeah, but that's. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Actually, which I don't know yeah. which one I think it is. I always thought it was just don't dish it out if you can't take it kind of thing. Like, yeah, don't. Yes, it might. Maybe there. Well, that's the point of idiot chat. Not, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it might not think be about something that's so specific. We might be like a, a, trying to dial it uh, down a little too much is not a the right way to express what i'm trying to say jenna um well maybe it's already been said because i did step out to slip samantha's binky in but i thought that it was um that like you're in your house and you like throw stones Mm -hmm. out your window because you think someone else is doing something you don't like but then you might do the same thing and they can see everything you're doing. So, like, don't be a hypocrite. Oh, my God. Wow, I didn't that's even, like a, th- a whole third, a third new one. The third option of just they not even you. that your glass is vulnerable to stones. But you're but being that judged. You're revealed, you're, you, everyone can see what you're doing. That's mm-hmm. very interesting. Because it's about mm-hmm. judgment. Yeah. Greg. First of all, this <laughs> idiom to me is inextricably linked to the Billy Joel album of the same name. It's hard not to think about. Yeah, album. of which the cover features Mr. Joel hurling a rock at a glass house. Oh. But to me, and I never had really thought about it this deeply, it just means like if you're an alcoholic, don't tell somebody they're drinking too much. Right. Yeah. That's right. all it ever meant to me. I think that's all it's supposed to mean. Because I looked it up and the definition I kept encountering was one should not criticize others for faults they have themselves. Right. Being a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, so... Jenna and Greg, you guys are like, that's exactly what it is. I thought it, I was reading into it, it has something to do with vulnerabilities, which like, it does, but it doesn't really. It's but I more never about really fault. like thought about the house that much. Like when someone says we're going to bury the hatchet, I'm not like, well, where are you going to put it? I like, think to me, it's just yeah. like, it's just, I don't necessarily get that literal with the expression. I yeah, think I, you're not supposed to. I think Jenna's right. I think the, the, it's don't judge other people if you're, Faults are clearly exposed. Well, but it, um, but it's. I think it's specifically. No, right. It's specifically. <laughs> don't judge other people on matters that where you yourself have those same faults. Right. It's got to be the same thing. Well, yeah. Mm. I think it's a shitty idiom. <laughs> so <laughs> judgment is shitty. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but I kind of wanted to. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. There's not a direct <laughs> correlation between the throwing stones and the living in a glass house exactly. I think an editor needs to kick this back to the author and say, clarify. 
All right. I mean, we not sh- really, but. We should pick like a ton of idioms and talk about how shitty they are. <laughs> and just, just call them shitty. Yeah, there's shittyums. so many. Shittyums. And then sell them uh, in a little book Ooh, at Barnes & Noble. Little shittyum oh, book. when Man. you're leaving Starbucks yes. or whatever. At or at Whole Foods. I love yeah. it. 13 bucks for like nine shittyums. Yeah. <laughs> we could bundle it. it with that uh, cable thing for the keyboard. Yeah, that's <laughs> smart. That's a good idea. <laughs> they have to invent that first. I just invented it. Um, <laughs> now, do we have a term for idioms we like? Giddiums. Ooh, giddiums. Giddiums. That is really get giddy good. when you talk about them. Okay. I like that. Giddium or shittium? <laughs> Such like a good segment. Giddiums. I really also like this. Is, they're not really idioms, but I like like old timey expressions. Yes. For stuff. Oh, me too. Um, Mr. Anderson on Beavis used to say that he was busier than a three legged cat trying to bury turds on a frozen pond. <laughs> and I always like I've said that so many times in my life. I've been like, I'm so much busier than a three legged cat trying to bury turds on a frozen pond. <laughs> The Dumb Midwest cat. like has the market cornered on that yeah. shit. California sucks at it. Al? Jenna points to Al. I don't know what you're talking about. Al <laughs> used a few phrases when we were dating that I was like, what? I've never heard anyone say that. And then I met his dad, <laughs> and his dad uses them nonstop, but he's from the Midwest. What so are they? Yeah, sense. we're going to need to know what they are. Can you I, think can't, of I them? can't think of any off the top of my head of right now. Of course not. Uh, well, I mean, I already shared, I think, road hard and put away wet. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you know, yeah, that's yeah, an awkward yeah. one that mm-hmm. no one wants to talk about. <laughs> it's, it's like butterfly kisses. Uh, Something about that coming out of Al's mouth. Yeah, it right just doesn't like feel good. No. No. Uh, I, I've, I'll, I'll compile a list. But, like, what? What would you say was road hard and and how would you use it? Well, like you'd say, like, hey, man, how's it going? How was your weekend? Oh, man, I feel like uh, I've been road hard and put away wet. Do a lot of Mormons say that? No, it's not a Mormon thing. Definitely not. My old boss used to say that. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just like a, you just say like weird phrases. I feel like that one, though. Hold on. Are those sneezes? Yes. I'm so sorry. Those were sneezes. No, no apology necessary. I feel like I should be thanking you. That was cute and different. And it was so ladylike. I thought maybe it was like a tiny bird cough. <laughs> I hope the listeners, I hope the listener caught how demure and I try to, those sneezes were. Oh, thank you. So I you're like that. a six sneeze, six tiny, six tiny sneezes in a row. Person. Yeah, I am. It drove my mom crazy growing up. She would just say, "Would you please just get them all out now? <laughs> just get them out at once." You're but slowly relieving can't the pressure. Can't do it. Yeah, can't do it. Now Sam sneezes like that. She does. Oh, yeah. It's very cute. Yeah. It's much cuter Sunshine. when she does it. Yeah. No, that was so cute. Oh, thank you. That thank alone you. is reason to have video. Do you I, think you'll sneeze again? Possibly. Who okay. knows? She sneezes all the time. I'll get it on. I'll get it. I'll send it to you. <laughs> you yeah. say that like it might be a tiny bit of an issue. No, no, no. She just does it a lot. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's always like it's always like at a random time, too. You're like, let me tell you this really important story. And it's like, choo, choo, choo. <laughs> And I'm like, I'll wait, I'll wait. Because then you don't know like when to say bless you. Why yeah, she sneezes more times than an allergic possum in a dusty barn. <laughs> right. You know what's a weird thing? When you do the sneeze wind up and you're like, oh, like you're about to sneeze. And then someone says, like my mom does this. Not a big deal, but she does it sometimes. She'll be like, bless you. And then it makes... For me, it makes my sneeze go away. It mm-hmm. scares my sneeze away, and I'm like, <laughs> like if I get if my if I get interrupted from the time I wind up to sneeze, my sneeze will go away for a minute. Oh, that's the worst feeling. It's like too. Oh, it's so <laughs> you lose a sneeze. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Where do sneezes go? <laughs> what happens to a sneeze? <laughs> that sounds like a kid's book. Yeah. Where do sneezes go? Sneezes. <laughs> did you say what happens to a sneeze deferred? I did. Were you just about to go Langston Hughes on a deferred <laughs> Thank sneeze? Thank you very much. I was. I mean, I wasn't going to continue with it. But thank you for getting just the one line. Yeah, you're welcome. You guys, you know what's super upsetting and frustrating? Adult acne, but also teenage acne and baby acne. Basically any kind of acne. Um, and let's say you don't have time to get to the term- dermatologist or you can't afford going to the dermatologist. Curology is here to make your life and your skin quite a bit better. Um, they've revolutionized access to prescription skin care. You just take five minutes to complete a profile at curology.com, C-U-R-O-L-O-G-Y.com and upload pictures of your skin. Get paired online with a licensed medical professional who assesses your skin and prescribes the right mix of acne fighting ingredients for you. Your prescription is shipped straight to you. Today, my listeners get their first month of customized prescription acne treatment free when they go to curology.com and enter my code best friend in the lower right hand corner of the screen you have nothing to lose that's 30 full days on the path to clear skin free that's curology.com and my code best friend so daniel and i are going on a ski trip on from thursday to sunday oh yeah you told Uh, me about this and you've never skied before correct Daniel? no i have one time in high school i skied um i grew up in the desert there was no snow there so i'm not used to snow went up to snowball and uh my buddy's brother who was at in college and his college buddies said you don't need lessons we'll teach you and so i had about mm, 45 minutes of lessons and then they're like you're ready and we went on the ski lift and he wasn't uh, ready. the one thing uh, i didn't know how to do was slow down or stop or turn <laughs> So nothing. So it was basically like I would go across the mountain and then I'd try to turn and then it was just a straight slalom oh. with uh, poles tucked under my arms and and going like, oh, fuck, <laughs> trying to like snow plow while I'm going 30 miles an hour <laughs> and then just hurtling myself to the ground to stop praying I didn't break my knees. It was awful. By the end, my, the boots were too small. My there was, my socks were covered in blood. Oh. Like it was the worst experience. I, I, countless times wiping out under ski lifts or in front of the line for the ski lift and having people <laughs> applaud, like break into applause. <laughs> like, Listen to how sad this story is. It's just one day in your life. Really, really awful. So are you excited about this weekend? So excited. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I really hope you don't break anything because I will feel terrible if you do. Mm-hmm. But I, I just don't see it happening. I will laugh hysterically dare- <laughs> if we come back here next week and you have a cast on. Yeah, I know you will. Well, <laughs> I will here's feel the thing: so bad. I'm not leaving the Bunny Hills. Yeah. So that'll help. Hopefully, we only we we only will have two days of skiing, so it'll be very fast. Mm-hmm. And you're going to take a lesson, mm-hmm. which you should have from the beginning. And um, and it'll all be fun and it'll all be good and there'll sure. be no casts. And Allison, you know how to ski? Yes. Although I haven't skied since I was a kid, but I did. But I do know how. Okay. Maybe I'll be the one in the cast. Who knows? Oh it really could, it could go anyway. That sounds so much fun. I'm excited for you guys. That's awesome. Thank yeah. you. Um, very cool. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm very excited. I think it might be time for iTunes comment of the week, and we have two. Ooh. You can choose who wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments and don't forget to click five stars. Mm-hmm. 
I Heart Allison Rosen by Leanne Marie 84. I have been listening to Allison Rosen since she auditioned for ACS and haven't stopped. She is an open book and makes everyone feel better by sharing her life with you. On Mondays, she does one-on-one interviews with interesting guests, and she is so good at getting them to open up as well. Then there is the Thursday gang, my most favorite gang of all. What, what? <laughs> we have lovely Allison, her snuggleberries Wendy, and her devoted husband Daniel. Devoted. <laughs> there is sweet Jenna and her husband Hashtag Al, who is a self-proclaimed sexiest Mormon, and their baby Samantha, who might have the best baby smile I have ever seen. Got that right. We also have Greg, lover of avocados, and unable to remember if Almond Joys have nuts. And Jeff, who is so seamless with drops, I often don't realize Allison isn't really farting and saying tee-hee all throughout the podcast. Gross. This podcast <laughs> is F-King amazing. Hilarious and fun. So download it now. I love you guys. Goodbye. Thank you so much for the nice comment. All right. Special comment number two. I just want to hear you say it. Bonus comment. Is it the top one? Yeah. Tee-hee by Mario94606. Fart, fart, fart. Fart, 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 fart. <laughs> fart, 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 fart. Fart. Tee-hee. <laughs> well read. And Thank if you. you read right below it... <laughs> headline not a fan of the fart jokes <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> anyway thank you guys so much for the super nice itunes comments if you'd like to leave us a nice itunes comment do that click five stars our favorite number maybe we'll read it on the show and you can do all that and you can subscribe at itunes.com slash allison rosen let's see here well daniel you have an open letter do you not <laughs> well we were talking last night and we were talking about salsa and i told you about some you have some strong opinions, thoughts and, yeah. Yeah, but I feel uncomfortable because it's a little sincere. I don't mean to be like... <laughs> no, it's okay. It's, it's okay. all right. Get, all right. I wanna, we, like to, we want to know how you really feel. Real. No, it's not letter, all jokes. Huh? Oh, it's really an open it's letter. It's an actual well, letter. I wrote a letter to the salsa industry. <laughs> oh, my word. It looks is this about onions? This is, but I'm, I, again, this is really like emotionally okay. charged. So I, feel like like I will not... We... <laughs> Hola. So first of all, I should say I'm a big fan of your product. And over the last few years, I'm cutting some stuff out to make it true. Okay, thanks. Over the last few years, starting with the roasted chipotle, moving on to the mango and peach, you've been doing a great job. So I want to start with that. Who is but this letter a, to? The salsa the industry. Salsa industry. Everyone, everyone yes. who has ever made salsa. Big salsa. If you make salsa, <laughs> okay. it applies to you. Okay. Oh, gosh. But there's a problem, <laughs> specifically with regards to your packaging. Now, Tostitos, Mission, and Newman's, you're fine. You can sit this one out. The rest of you listen up. The mouths of your jars are too motherfucking narrow. <laughs> mm. Listen, there are three ways to consume salsa. Ladling it on your food with a fork or spoon like a fancy person, which is easily a distant number two to the most common way, scooping it up with tortilla chips. Third is drinking it straight, which only applies to mentally ill. <laughs> now, I want you all to go to the grocery store right now and look at tortilla chip sizes. Go on. I'll wait. What'd you find? Did you see that almost all tortilla chips are about two inches in diameter? That's about a half inch larger than your preposterously, preposterously small jar mouths. <laughs> I mean, 
Is there another product that is so absurdly incompatible with the product that it's required for its own consumption? If I try, God forbid, to use a normal full-size chip, I can get maybe a small corner edge into your stupid jar to be kissed ever so lightly by some salsa, but that's only with a fresh full jar because after three chips, the salsa is only reachable by a broken chip. We are forced to break the chip, leaving us with either a tiny piece to nibble like a goddamn squirrel or leave in the bag one more useless pile of crumbs to throw away or give to your wife when she's still eating carbs. And when the salsa dips low, this is when the drama begins because now we're forced to pinch the chip like two, with two nervous fingers like the world's worst game of operations. Shakily try not to touch the edges or <laughs> salsa fingers. <laughs> now I know what you're saying. Just pour it into a bowl, silly willy. First of all, don't condescend to me. I know what's really going on here. You want me to pour it out knowing I can't judge... Excuse me, knowing I can't judge how much I'm going to eat and then I'll pour too much and we'll have to throw away a tablespoon here and a teaspoon there. And before I know it, I'm buying an extra jar or two. Or is it that you just assume we're all pouring your yummy salsa into a nice ceramic fiesta bowl for all nuestros amigos who come over every day at five for some sangria? (laughs) Well, listen to me, muchachos. I feverishly eat your delicious condimente, sad and alone, and I'm not the only one. I can feel your judgment every time I pry open one of your roasted chipotle glued lids. Try fishing out that piece of chip that just snapped off and I can't quite reach. And I can feel your disdain at my no fiesta having lifestyle. But let me tell you something. Without us lonely solo salsa eaters, you'd be nothing. You'd be fucking chutney. Gathering dust in the ethnic food aisle instead of partying up in the chip section. So, because I know you're not going to listen to me and you're not going to change. Just know that I'm sticking my basalsa middle fingers in your direction. Thank you, and God bless the United States of America. <laughs> I think a lot of people are going to relate to that. That is like very intense, just me or everyone, but it's not just you. It's just everyone. Get that off my chest. Yeah. Solid. Well played. Very good. Yeah. I hope someone listens. They're not going to listen. And they might not, but if you don't put it out there, how will you know? You gotta ask for what you want. You gotta talk to him. Daniel's mad as hell, and he's not going to take it anymore. My mom used to buy the mango salsa. I had like a major mm-hmm. food flashback when you talked mm-hmm. about mango salsa. She would get for parties. She would do a block of cream cheese, and then she would pour the mango salsa on top of it, and then put crackers around it. And it was so delicious. It's good stuff. That sounds good. Unbelievably delicious. My mm. parents would take a block of cream cheese and then put. Um, pepper jelly. Have you ever mm-hmm. had pepper that? Jelly. Oh yeah, yeah. Do yep. they even make Absolutely. that anymore? Mm-hmm. That feels oh, they like feel like that's an old person thing. It. Well, they. I think they did it for bridge night. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then put wheat thins around it. Yeah, wheat yeah. thins. Yep. Let's yeah. go around the table that's and the all old. say what our parents would do with a block of cream cheese. Okay. <laughs> I don't okay. have one. Though. Oh no! Wow. Wow. My parents would just put a bunch of locks around the outside of it and throw bagels. There at you it. go. That works. Mm. Yeah. That works. Mm-hmm. Alan, what did your parents do with a block of? They cream do cheese? pepper jelly. No, they yeah, do. Absolutely. Oh, wow. like what kind of crackers yeah. went with it? Uh, it did wheat thins or yeah. like just like kind of what water crackers or whatever, like kind of really dry. Was this like a recipe on the back of the wheat thins box? Probably. Where did I'm, everyone learn this? I don't know. I feel like we found pepper jelly like in the last ten years, and it was like, "Have you tried this pepper jelly?" Oh and my like, goodness, it does great with cream cheese. Yeah, yeah. I don't need the spice. Yeah, that's flat. Because when we were yes, when we in, were in Seattle, Seattle, at the at the fish market, whatever that place is, Pikes Pikes, Pikes yes, place, yeah, there was a 
jelly stand with peppered mm. jellies of all kinds and they were really trying to sell us on it and I still get queasy to this day thinking about it because she made us try like seven different kinds Ugh. and by the time we were finished I t- I really was so sick and so uncomfortable and then we didn't buy any jelly anyway was there cream cheese involved no it was no, just like it to you on a wood stick, on a stick. And they would dip it in and say, like, here, try this one. And they had, like, right. 80 kinds. And she's, like, six months pregnant. I was, so. yeah, oh, that pregnancy yeah. did not You could have walked away. I could She was so aggressive. It was, like, one of those moments where she was so aggressive that I felt embarrassed having to, like, walk past her again later because I <laughs> thought. Because you hadn't bought any. Right. Because I thought she probably remembers How do you extract everyone. yourself That's, from that so interaction? Like, I want to just tiptoe and walk away. I, I don't. But what did we do? Get out of my face and shut your dirty mouth. That's, That's what, what I want to do. Yeah. When you're at the store, I'm sorry, I don't feel like having a conversation right now. Works. I got, I've got so many tweets about that. It's one thing I'm very proud of, actually, on the show. When you're at the store, do you ever feel the need to pretend like you're interested in a product you just want to taste? Yes. Um, do that. <laughs> I yes. never don't feel that way. Oh, really? Like, mm, I'm gonna come back for this. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> what like we Costco. said at the pepper jelly place. Was like, well, but, yeah. We're sometimes, shopping. sometimes I'll like if I'm at like a bazaar. I guess I'm not really at bazaars very often, but like. But enough to have, <laughs> yeah, but like, to have a when you are. But, uh, have you ever when done you're, that? When you're in Marrakesh. <laughs> <laughs> but have you ever done that thing? We'd be like, "What time are you open till?" Oh, okay, cool. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Well, if you're Trader Joe's, they could give a shit. But if right. it, if it's like a place like that or a farmer's market, yeah, yeah, you feel like this is their family recipe. You don't want to insult them or something. Yeah. You know? at, at Trader Joe's, my my go to joke is such a dad Homer Simpson joke. I always go, whatever it is, I'll taste it. I'll go, well, the price is right. <laughs> <laughs> Do they ever laugh or Yeah, smile? they love it because, like Daniel said, they don't care. Yeah. They don't give a shit. Yeah, every sample station should be like Trader Joe's where they're just giving it away. There's that farmer's market where you used to work, you know, every Wednesday. Did you notice that? No. You're talking to oh, yeah, yeah. Where you shot the... Yeah. yeah. And I went there to get some uh, just nuts or whatever. And the woman just there nuts. kept... <laughs> and the woman there was like, she kept feeding me samples and I already had bought something and wanted to move on, but she just kept shoving the samples in my mm-hmm. face, and that was really uncomfortable. Because <laughs> it's like, I get it. It's good. I don't need to right. t- taste everything. I feel like you should be able to go up to them and go, in advance of eating this sample, I just want you to know I'm not going to buy any. Mm-hmm. And just see if they go, just have a, it's fine. Because if they go, then don't sample it. Yeah. Then the exchange would be even, you know what I mean? They're terrible right. salespeople if they say don't sample it, though. Right. I guess Because they true. should say... Well, just taste it anyway. Go for it. And then you'll be like, well, well, I the s- pressure's off. Yeah. I do want these just nuts. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Daniel and Jeff, what did your parents do with cream cheese? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so stuck on that. My mom made uh, cheesecake. Or, yeah, cheesecake. With it. Mm, yep. That's fancier. Classic. Than, mm-hmm. That's very she fancy. She put like four blocks of cream, or, like a lot of cream cheese in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My mom would make white trash shrimp dip out of it. There's no shrimp in it. Oh, oh. all you it? do is you mince up a about a half of an onion very finely. You mix it in <laughs> and you put enough ketchup in to make it look pink that it resembles shrimp and people will think that there's shrimp in it. I would be, <laughs> I would be into that. And it's good. It's really yeah, good. I, I, I make it good. myself Wait, It's now. ketchup and onions inside of cream cheese. Yep. Just like a cheese ball type situation. You just like dig into it. Yeah. You just whip it up in a bowl and. But then you you do you knowingly deceive people and say, "Would you like some more shrimp?" No, people will assume that it's shrimp dip. People will say, "This shrimp dip is amazing," even though it I've, doesn't taste like shrimp. Pe- 
It sort of does. Though. It does. It's salty and it's pink and it's that's yeah. interesting. Oh, that is the craziest I've, thing. I've done that's it as a an, a sociological experiment both ways, where I've said, "Here, would you like some shrimp dip?" And people go, ah, "That's great." And then I've just put it out, and then people say, "This shrimp dip's amazing. Where did you get it?" And I said, "Well, I made it myself." Is this the go-to thing you make? No, no, no. I mean, I I, I make dip. it a lot. It's easy and it's a crowd pleaser. But I I have a um, garlic artichoke heart dip. That mm. I oh, that sounds good. That sounds very good. Yeah, really Can good. I just say one thing about dips, really quick? Mm, please. please. The first time I went to visit Alan's family, they were like. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, hey, mom, can you please make meat dip? <laughs> it is a secret moss recipe called like, meat dip. What Thank is God. meat dip? What's it called? Leet? Meat? No, meat. It's, oh, meat like, it's like salami and ham and capicola. And then there's like blended? cheese and it's all blended. And yeah. lettuce. They and blend lettuce. the lettuce. <laughs> and then you put it in a bread bowl. Does it look like a, like a you, salsa, like a pico de gallo? No, no, it's more it's like more, a goop. Oh, like, like it's like it's like liquefied. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a bunch of cheeses in it too, like provolone or something like that. And you put it into a bread bowl. You take pieces of the bread and you dip into it. Oh, it's like that, a, oh, it sounds disgusting. Right? That sounds really disgusting. I, I think yeah. I'd be into it. Slow your roll. <laughs> I'm telling you. It would taste like we a will, hoagie or a submarine exactly, without exactly, the bread. Exactly right. It sounds good, but it needs a little work on the name. Just the name. Yes. We don't have a name for it. I laughed and laughed because I thought, what have I gotten myself right. into? Yes. What is the Midwest? I've never been here. So you could call it like a like meat slurry. <laughs> that, it's pretty. That's exactly what it is. And it's amazing. A meat blizzard. Ham in a blender, though. <laughs> is really low on my to-do list. <laughs> you, when we have you guys over again, we yeah. will... Boy, way to really entice us <laughs> we over. Will do Shrimp dip and meat, meat dip. That's <laughs> yes. it. It'll be all dips. Oh, an all dip party. Ooh, a dip I'm party. I'm into that. Actually. I like that idea. I'm into that. So wait, did the mosses invent this, though? Yes. I don't think so. I don't <laughs> think so. But it's possible. I mean, for a long time, we thought uh, that my mom invented uh, hot dogs and macaroni and cheese. You know, we felt like that was hers, but I feel like that's feel probably like this different. You, are you, you convinced know? now she didn't? Yeah, I guess now <laughs> I, like, I think other people do that. Yeah, so, I, yeah, they do. For all I know, meat tips a thing. I feel like it was invented out of necessity after a natural disaster. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> meat dip or meat dip? Maybe. Yeah. Like that's a food well. you eat if you're if you're trying to make it through the winter. Yeah, right. Got a blizzard of '97. <laughs> Except that it's like it's got fancy ingredients. It's not like um, what fancy ingredients? It's not like is potted it? meat product in it. No, well, yeah, it's provolone, like a capicola, capicola, salami, provolone, like fancy, like whatever it's, fancy deli. It's what you eat prosciutto with. in there. It's what yeah. you eat if you're like an Italian gangster who's got your jaw wired shut. <laughs> you still want your capicola and your gabagool. Gabagool, yeah. yeah. You know, you, you blend it. In My meat slurry. <laughs> Um, I think it sounds good. <laughs> Let's do just me or everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? But first, I have to tell you guys about Talkspace. 
Allison Rosen is your new best friend, is supported by Talkspace. Therapy can and should be affordable, confidential, and convenient. And this is exactly what Talkspace is. Only with Talkspace do you get unlimited messaging to your dedicated licensed therapist for just $25 a week. Join over 200,000 users who already know that with Talkspace, you can text, audio message, or video message your therapist as many times as you want without having to wait a week for your next appointment. Because with Talkspace, your therapist is always in your pocket or on your computer. Visit Talkspace.com slash Allison for a special $30 discount off your first month or download the Talkspace app on the Apple or Android app store and use coupon code Allison. So again, Talkspace.com, T-A-L-K-S-P-A-C-E.com slash Allison or get the Talkspace app on Apple or Android and use coupon code Allison, Talkspace, therapy for how we live today. Just me or everyone want to hear Al sing Butterfly Kisses really quickly. Butterfly Kisses. <laughs> everyone. Oh, no. So <laughs> good. You, Al. <laughs> Could we also hear a little oh, bit of Al's French? <laughs> oh, it's the best. Uh, I love it. I don't know how this happens. <laughs> what do you mean you don't know? <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to do it live? I'll do it live. Okay. <laughs> do it live. <laughs> do it do live! It live! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's so good. <laughs> okay. Amanda Hask Amelia Haskins says, Every day when I pass the West End downtown Seattle on my way to work, I think I can't even begin to handle that right now. <laughs> I think what if I recall correctly, I think the actual quote was, I can't even deal with that right can't now. Deal with that right now. <laughs> we might have we might have remembered it wrong. But that is a uh, that See Daniel. See Daniel. See Daniel. See Daniel. You look like you've been chatting box, man. That was when we were... Well, acid flashback for Daniel. Yeah. Thank you. In Seattle, and Daniel accidentally ingested a pot cookie, and then I pointed out that we were passing the West End downtown, and he couldn't handle it or couldn't deal with it. I can't, I can't even deal with that. <laughs> it is a lot to deal with. Yes. <laughs> it's a hotel. You're driving by. And I was it's like, you, you don't have to do anything. <laughs> you don't <laughs> have to deal with it. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, e... Veli says, I am 31, but when I visit my parents, I feel like a kid again. I can't be myself around them or even use curse words. I think when I was young, I would have thought, well, eventually that'll go away. The fact that you turn into a child around your parents again. But the older I get, the more I just think that's just the nature of the relationship and that you always, even if you don't immediately turn into a kid, like you can revert into feeling like a kid so fast around your parents, no matter what. Do you guys agree? Yeah, I agree. When I was in college, I had a boss that was maybe 20 years older than me, and he was talking about his family Thanksgiving, and he was talking about that phenomenon and talking about dealing with his parents and stuff. And I, I, I straight up said to him, I, I thought that went away. I thought you became an adult and you just put all that past it. He says, oh, no, no. As soon as you walk in the door, family dynamic boop, just flips back on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have that. Hmm. What do you mean? Sorry. Yeah, I don't. I never feel like a child. I don't eat when I'm sad. I don't have a problem with my family. <laughs> no, it's not that I don't have a problem with my family. I just don't. There's no. There's no role. There's no like childhood role. I, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Weird. Yeah. Well, but do you do you relate to your parents on an adult level or is yes. there a, really really? So you're the only one. 
But don't you think... But I think I did as a kid, too. Like, I think that I was kind of like an adult in that relationship. I feel like you're wrong. Mm -hmm. But I think that your mom, like, the... Your mom still has the power over you that a parent has over someone in in the sense that... I don't know if I agree. Okay. In the sense that the way you react to her is different than the way you react to other adults. Well, sure. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I'm behaving like I I'm, see. You don't feel like I don't you're turning feel into a like child. a child. No. One kind of interesting barometer of that stuff is, or an interesting thing that happens to you as you get older is, and I don't know if this has happened to everyone at the table, it has ha- happened to me once or twice, your parents will come to you with an adult problem and, and talk to you like a friend. Mm. Has that ever happened to any of you? Sure. Yes. yes. And that's a real sort of watermark moment where you realize like, oh, shit. I'm not <laughs> just supposed to be like, well, that's cool. I'm hungry and I'm tired. <laughs> like you're supposed to say to your mom like, oh, I understand because right. now I'm an adult. Right. And that's a really – have you ever done that, Allison? Oh, yeah. And that's a weird thing. That's like yeah. a being an adult moment. I'm thinking about my mom and being inside of her. <laughs> <laughs> I regret saying that so oh, much. Man. I wish I could go back. Seriously, I want to like boner sandwich. <laughs> but there have been times that I've been like, "Who's the kid here?" Huh? Yeah, but I, I said too much. But I mean, like that. There's also <laughs> that reversal. I think that that happens too, actually. Which all of a sudden, as your parents get older, you, you feel like they're the kids and you're the parent. Yeah, and that can be frustrating. Well, I, yes. for for me, I was thinking about this the other day. I remember going camping with my dad when I was like eight or nine and he was like, um, he had just remarried and I wasn't showing much interest in his, in his wife. And well, I guess well, what was, what would happen is I would call <laughs> she and she would lady. answer, she would answer and I would go, uh, hi, is dad there? Like, you know, and so he was like, can you, um, show some interest in her? Like when she picks up the phone, can you ask her how her day was or something? And, I and I felt so guilty that I wasn't, you know, making her feel. So I would call and it'd be, she'd answer, and I'd go, hey, "How was your day?" Like, I can't <laughs> fuck. you know, what I mean, like I'm nine, and she's a lawyer, you know. And uh, and I look back on that, I'm like, isn't that her fucking responsibility yeah. to ask me because yeah. I was the kid? Yes. Like, yeah. yes. you know. But at the time, yeah. With yeah. regards, <laughs> <laughs> was that out? That was you. That was you. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, don't I know. I, I couldn't figure out who it was either. Nails. <laughs> is that nails? Is that me getting That's on you. your, your case? Nails. Nails. <laughs> that is what I do. Yeah. Nails. <laughs> when he's chewing on his nails. Right. And then you'll be like, aha, nah, I wasn't. That's right. I was chewing on my mustache hairs. <laughs> well, when they get really long, I'll just like. Bite him? No, I'm off. I'm, <laughs> That's not even the slightest bit gross. <laughs> to just <laughs> chew off really? a bunch I of your own mustache hairs. Thanks for bringing that up, Allison. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, can you cut that out? What, what are we, <laughs> um, okay. B. Slammon says, I try to remember the name of the dish I want at a restaurant, but when the waitress comes, I forget and scramble for the menu. Yes, yes I always, yes, always. Every yes. time. Every single person. Oh, that's a good one. That's a, why does that fucking happen? Because mm-hmm. I'll look at it and I'll be like, I'm not. I, I don't know why I, I thought to say chicken cordon bleu, which obviously I've never ordered at a fucking restaurant. Ooh, nobody really eats chicken cordon bleu. <laughs> it's just one of those dumb dishes you say, but you're like, I'm gonna have number seven, the chicken cordon bleu. I'm gonna have number seven. What are you gonna have? I'm gonna have the chicken. Cordon bleu. The waitress comes over and you're like, I'm gonna have the menu opens chicken cordon bleu. Like, why can't you just remember it? Yeah, you just thought about it. 
Is it like the need to com- confirm? Like this yes. is on the menu. It's I don't trust definitely my memory. here. Look at it. I want this. No, I just draw a blank. I just go into a complete fugue state. No matter how hard <laughs> I've gotten into it, saying I, I'm going to remember this. I want the cold noodle bowl. I, I, I notice mine was a lot more yeah, accessible yeah, yeah. than yours, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, I'll bowl. and I'll say I I want this. I want this. I want this, and I want to remember this. And, mm. and every time I just go I I I. I, I Cold noodle bowl. I think the cold noodle bowl is the best thing. <laughs> Mine is more that amazing. does does the server like have the menu memorized? I'm doubting their ability to know. Like, oh, you know the the bacon cheeseburger, the one that's on your menu. <laughs> Here, let me let me point it to you. It's where you in the box. That's the one that I want. Yeah, I feel like that's that's my issue. <laughs> I wonder if it's just a straightforward thing like meat dip, as opposed to like you know Aunt Patty's three bean. No, 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 no. I'm telling you, if I went to a place called just like the burger and the only thing they had on the menu was the burger, burger, the woman would walk over and be like, are you going to have the burger? And I'd be like, give me a second. And I would look at the menu and be like, I'll have the burger. Mm -hmm. There's something about confirming it that really... I think part of it is you're usually having conversation and interacting with people when you're looking at the menu the first time. So it's not sinking. It's not like it's registering... So you you go oh this is what I want and you talk and you put it down and so when the waitress comes up, uh you go it's not like right. On I want to know more about this. I'm going to think about this one. I want to do some research on this one. Yeah, this one's good. That used to be a source of stress actually. If I were having some sort of business lunch thing or like a lunch date, less so date, more like a business thing, where some of the dates like pre Daniel, some of the dates. <laughs> Yes, no, definitely not anything. <laughs> definitely not anything current. Definitely no. Um, yeah, I, not really dates. I think more like any sort of businessy thing where I'm trying to make a good impression, but I'm also trying to figure out what to order, and I cannot do the t- both of them at the same time. Like I absolutely mm-hmm. can't. So the menu is just, well, no, actually maybe maybe dates way back when. So the menu is just like kind of my eyeballs are looking at it, but it's not sinking in. I like when people do the thing of like. Let's take a couple of minutes and figure out what we want, and then we can talk. Mm. It makes it easier for me. We should try and do it this week, where we, if we go out to dinner, let's see see if you can not look at the menu again. Because I'm thinking about now, it's giving me extreme anxiety. Yeah, to try and memorize what I'm going to say to a waitress in 18 seconds. For some I'm reason. trying to think what do we what have we like seen in like pop culture, like in TV and movies? Do people know what they want to order, they or do. do they use the menu? Like in if it's an like a, if it's an Italian restaurant, let's say, I think that they will, or some fancy restaurant, then they'll look at the menu to indicate their discomfort with the mm. establishment. Here's a question. If you go to an Italian restaurant, do you try to pronounce Ugh. the name of the thing with an Italian accent? I I don't, do I don't you... like having to even choose. I do it a little bit, but only a tiny bit because I don't want to be, you know, pretentious, yeah. but I also don't want to be an ugly American. Mm-hmm. Fuh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Fuh. Negotiant. I, f- I find that I try to pr- I end up doing it though because it sound it feels weirder to usually say it with my own American accent. Oh, that was stressful too. Yeah, it's stressful. Mm-hmm. So bruschetta de carino. Bolognese. They're like, I don't know what you want. Lauren Kay says, just mirror everyone, expect a car crash anytime there is a driving scene on TV or movies. Eyes on the road, please. Oh, like oh, when they look yes. away. Yeah, mm-hmm. I kind of do. It yep. makes me a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay. 
Let's talk about The Bachelor for a moment. Yeah. yeah. That is a car wreck. It is. It yes. is. It is. Gadget. But in a recent episode, he was driving around with one of the women in like that big truck. Yes. That big old looking truck thing. I saw this. I you saw did? It. I okay. Did, yeah. I fucking can't believe it. I fucking saw this. I, I watched it. it and I'm Al's, like, Al's <laughs> pretending he didn't, uh, but we, he did. Hey, hey, Daniel, hey can we well. be honest? We all saw it at the same time. We all saw that episode except Jeff. Yeah. Jeff's the only man here with self respect. Um, I hated it so much, by the what way. What do you so much woman? Yes. So they were in some kind of, what'd you say? Said it, it, grow, it grows on you. I said to Daniel, and I, sorry. I hated it at first. I hope this is okay. I said the, to Daniel. The damage is already done, okay. sweetheart. Yeah. I said, is it okay if I just go ahead and watch The Bachelor? And you said, no, I'm kind of into that now. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> yeah, you didn't want wait, me to watch wait, it. Wait, 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 wait. We joke a lot on this show. <laughs> Uruguay. I have no memory of that. You didn't want me to watch it without you. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was true. <laughs> <laughs> we joke a lot on this show, but There's that part lot, is actually very factual. Uh, there is a lot of drama on this uh, season. There really is. Yeah. So here's <clears> the thing. <throat> they were driving around in this big old truck. I think they were in his hometown of... Oh, my gosh. Where is he from? Muncie? Warsaw. Warsaw, Indiana. Right. It was a hometown oh, date. I hate that. Yes. It was the a home of like pretty boring podiatry or something. <laughs> Whatever it said on that sign, I don't remember. And I think he was the quarterback of the high school. Football oh, he team. is way too into high school. This I'm, whole sports segment was so it was pretty boring. Okay, real quick, the whole town knew him, but did the whole town know him, or was it? Oh, he's on The Bachelor, and everyone comes out. Yes, that it, it really that. makes it seem like every single person in the town loves this guy, and we're having a carnival. And everybody at the carnival. Why does every fucking bachelor have to be 25-year-old Bob Seeger? They all have to be like middle America's favorite son. Why can't they have like a super neurotic Jewish dude <laughs> be the bachelor? And on his hometown date, the parents are like, I don't know about her. Like he has a vintage car and he has a letterman's jacket and he goes to his high school. It just feels You're right. Really, it just feels really like shitty and stupid. So here's yeah, my question. Was yes. he really driving the truck or were they being pulled around? Because he they were going straight, but he was doing that like super oversteering thing. Oh, the no. like saw on the... Yes. Uh, but then really? Daniel pointed out that without power steering, you kind of do need to keep Yeah, yeah. It's because the wheel has it. a little play. That, Isn't sure. that the correct term, Jeff? Yes, but I don't think that that is a factor of not having power steering. What the hell is going on in the other room? Is, are, are listeners hearing They're that? Wrestling. <laughs> Wendy got into some paper. Okay, Sound, that's what it sounded like. <laughs> um, yes. So, was he really driving or not? I feel I like didn't he notice. Was, you work in television, Greg. He was driving. Really? Yeah, he was driving. They wouldn't like so set up a thing where they pull the truck. And film him? No, that thing's called the shot maker or something like that. I can't remember what it's called. And they're expensive. Yeah, they're really, really expensive. Probably hard to get one out to that. All right, uh, it's City. the bachelor. They probably could have pulled it off. They have pretty deep pockets, but I think he was really driving because I believe there's wide shots of him driving. Actually, where you see him driving the car? I think, despite their deep pockets, they're all about getting stuff for free because there's so many commercials woven into that that aren't like when they went to McDonald's yes. that was the worst that, that was so yeah. bad and the ad that he does for McDonald's is also terrible and I hate everything about it was was that the one where they go to like the gym afterwards and there's like some yes. dude who's like a third string bench guy for the Pacers comes yes. over yes. and all the kids are like hey yes. oh, that was Steve awful. or whatever you are 
torture. All of that was boor- really boring. <laughs> that right. was yeah. torture. Yeah, was and so then, like, the three remaining bachelorettes who were, like, real estate development teachers from Texas or whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. were all like, he's the hunkiest ever. I'm in love. Yeah, I love him so much. Let's <laughs> they, talk oh, about oh, the oh, mind oh, fuck. Three of Kayla. us are going to sleep with him next week, and we all love him. Because, you know, they go into the, like, Yeah, the fantasy suite. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what they call it, the hump room. That's exactly right. The hump room. Yeah. Well, it's hump time here on The Bachelor. I'm Jeff Probst, or whatever that dude's name is. Chris Harrison? Yeah, Chris that Harrison. guy. The easiest then, job in TV. And then the wedding ring guy comes over, and he's like, uh, you just met her two weeks ago. Look at these $80,000 right. rings. And From Neil on. Lane, or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. they always wedge the name in a thousand times. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but... You were, you were saying, oh, yes. yes. The mind fuck of Kayla, who's like, Brilliant. I'm afraid... I'm gonna. I'm just afraid. I'm gonna break your heart. I'm just afraid I can't love you, and you're gonna fall for me. And like she did it. It I know. worked. It I was know. so You could smart. see his eyes spinning around in his head. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty great. <laughs> I. It was, we all should have used that line back in the she's day. She's like, yeah. I can't open up to you. I'm just afraid I'm gonna break your heart. It's like I heard whoa. she's gonna she's be the next bachelorette. Yeah, I think that's what people think. Mm-hmm. Um, what what's gonna happen after the final rose? That's what I want to know. Do you guys know? What do you mean? I don't know. That's I just saying. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about that's it. That's the episode, though. They call it after the uh, final oh, rose. Oh, Jenna, I know. Okay. Yeah, All I right. Know. I'm just. We were taking you seriously. And then there's a real thing. Thirty thousand women in the audience, and they're like. She was arguing with Beth all year, and then she told Susan <laughs> that Bethany was a jerk. Please welcome Stacy, and they're all like, "Oh, <laughs> Stacy, <laughs> Stacy, did you really hate Beth? I kind of did." Oh! <laughs> What do you do now? I'm a teacher in Texas. One of my favorite things on The Bachelor <laughs> is one of my favorite things on The Bachelor is how they'll go on these dates and the girls are like, "Oh, he's so romantic," as though he set it all up, right? Like, "Oh my God, I look know. at what That's, he did." Al hates that too. He yes. he arranged for this helicopter to take us to the top of this mountain and had this, you know, thir- third message. eye blind serenade us. <laughs> oh, is Stephen Jenkins in one of the episodes? I don't know. He should <laughs> be. No, it's always like they're always super stoked to listen to a band no one's heard of. Oh, it's yes. so bad. And then they have to dance and it's just the two of them and I hate How it. I know. uncomfortable would that be if you're in like an auditorium and there's some band, a whole band playing a song and it's just Just you. for you guys. It's the worst. Hey, Allison, how stoked would you be though? <laughs> well, here's... <laughs> No, you were a person that said stoked. Did I say stoked? <laughs> yeah, you, should, you would be so stoked. You're just fucking loretting it out. I grew up in Orange County. Right, so did you. Uh, I do have to say, stoked. though, that Matt Nathanson, your friend and mine, Greg, did, he did. what he was one of those bands Heck on The yeah. Bachelor, the season with um, the guy who looks like. Um, Joel with Ben Flanick. Ben Flanick. There's oh. no Joel, is there? No, I don't know. That's it was like Ben that. and like Lindsay with a Z. Right at and the, at the uh, city hall or some shit. Yes. Um, uh, the other day, Allison was making egg whites. She was like, "This these egg whites are gnarly." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but who's it more? Is it more awkward for the band or for the couple? Because then you start thinking about the band having to perform, and they're like, they know. It's I think super it's easier because you it can be just like a rehearsal. Okay. And yeah. like, what if it's a band you don't like and you're just like, eh, good. I feel like they like everything. <laughs> yeah. If you're you a contestant on that show, yeah. you like everything that they would ever play. Yeah. Like, are they ever critical? That's why they didn't like Jubilee. Because remember, she made some joke about getting on the helicopter or something. Oh, Do you remember I that? I remember that. She said something like, I don't want to get on that. And then all the girls took it seriously. 
And they were like, she's not grateful for the date that she's going on. I don't think she's on. here for the right reasons. Right. I don't think she's ready. But she was just kidding. But no, you just, don't. You have, she was too real and the girls couldn't handle it. You can't have a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. I know. Mm. Anyway, Jubilee. I could talk about this Jubilee's for hours. She's a veteran. She's she a war veteran. That's how they labeled her. All right. Yeah. A, she had war, the saddest know. story ever, too. Really? Yeah. I, don't, I think I wasn't really tuned what in was until story? recently. She like all of her family died. Jesus. When she was like seven or something, and then she moved to America and got adopted by another mm-hmm. family. Yeah. And um, and then she went and was she was in she has like Afghanistan, uh, and then guilt. she has oh yeah she feels guilty because her whole family died, but she didn't. She was in the accident too, or whatever it was. Wow. Oh. She should be the Bachelorette. She really should. Not She'd Kayla. be way more fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it'd be uh, it'd be something different. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jmos and Bobos says. I have a real love-hate relationship with my dogs, quote-unquote, cleaning out the cat box. Say what? Oh, like eating it? Yeah. <sighs> like a dog goes into the litter box and eats the... Yes. Is the, the love doo-doo? just that he doesn't have to or she doesn't have yes. to clean it out? Yes. Oh. Wait, so the dog eats the cat's... Feces. Why am I not so disgusted by this? Your dog eating cat shit doesn't yeah, gross you out? Not really. And then licking your face? Well, that's gross. Is that a, is this a thing? Cause this might just be specific to JMOs and Bobos. No, I, I feel like it happens sometimes. Dogs eat poop. That's yeah. a thing. Yeah, that's but, normal. but their own poop. <laughs> no, not, not only. <laughs> but not just the poop of any species. Dog. Like if you threw like, Hup- would a dog eat human poop? Sure. Uh, probably. probably. Yeah. They'd, They'd sniff it out. Check try it out. It. Let's try that too you next corn, week. corn maybe or something? We will order from a restaurant without looking at the menu and the poop food it. that we eat when we poop it, a dog has to eat it. It'll be chicken cordon bleu. Yeah. And then we put that dog's, after that dog eats your poop, that poop goes on to cream cheese. Oh. <laughs> With some Triscuits. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. How do you guys feel about Triscuits? I like them. So into Triscuits. Yeah. Yes. I, growing up, I was never into them. I agree. They seem like a very adult cracker. They're sort of like um, like splinters in cracker form. <laughs> but I, now I could, like when I went on my little, when I went carbo loading, <laughs> I think I would have eaten Triscuits if we had them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I was way more into wheat thins than Triscuits yes. as a kid. I did not understand the appeal of Triscuits at all. They were just like There's so shredded much. wheat yeah. in a cracker, but now I love them. God, remember oh, when we were so kids? Good. There were like that was it. There were wheat thins and triscuits. It yeah, was like, that those was were the it. two things. Yeah, chicken and a it. biscuit. Kind of later, I would argue. Yeah, actually. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cheese its too were sort of Ritz. somewhere around. Yeah, oh, maybe Ritz. if you were the Pope Ritz. or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, Miss Vanderbilt. Can I have some of your Ritzes? When I think of Ritz, I think Ritz. of a mouthful of like cracker stuck to the roof of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ritzes are too buttery and. Mushy. We would eat Ritz crackers and Goober. Do you guys remember Goober? Oh, yeah. Anybody who's ever been camping has eaten Goober because they're both in the same jar. That's right. I love Goober. It's the peanut butter and jelly in the same jar. What's Goober? It is so good. Is it grape jelly? 12. In in Daniel's defense, I didn't know what it was until I met Jenna. I know. Peanut butter and jelly in the same jar, and I'm supposed to know what that is. (laughs) I knew what it was. I'd seen it, but I didn't know they called it Goober. I feel like that's that's a new thing. That's like a new thing. Oh, you guys, stop. I know. Quit while you're behind, for the love of God. It's not all mixed together. There's like a stripe of peanut, like a wedge of. It's like the. Oh, you do know. Yeah, it's like. Oh, you do know. It's like mayo mustard. <laughs> it's it's like the aqua fresh of peanut butter and jelly. You know how the stripes are independent. Exactly. Yeah, mustard mayonnaise, mayo stardayonnaise, <laughs> Dijonnaise. Sorry, go ahead. 
Daniel and I are having an inside joke, uh, right. Mr. Showbits over right. here. Mm-hmm. Uh, We're going to just do Mr. Showbits over here while you guys do the rest of the show. Okay. Okay. Bruised by Dawn says, occasionally have an awful feeling waking up on a Saturday that it's really Thursday or some other work day. I have that, but I also have the other one of waking up on a weekday and thinking, oh, great. Well, I was going to say, and thinking, oh, great, I can go back to sleep, and then thinking, oh, no, it's a work day, but who are we kidding? I don't have to be anywhere in the (laughs) morning, but still. Do you even know what day it is ever? (laughs) It's not vital that I know anymore. He really doesn't. But but really, there are mornings where I'll be like, oh, great, Daniel will be here for a while because it's a weekend, Mm -hmm. and then I remember, no, it's a work day, and you have to go to work. (laughs) Did I salvage that? Mm. (laughs) Juando says, whenever I hear someone say 69, I giggle to myself, just me or everyone. I don't do that with 69. Occasionally, (laughs) the word duty cracks me up. Mm. Yeah, duty will do it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Call of duty. Mm-hmm. Yep, gets me every time. <laughs> so what are the yeah. funny numbers? Sixty nine, four twenty, four twenty. Oh yeah. Are there any other funny numbers? Three eleven. Not really. Um, two thirty. Nine. Ooh no, yeah. Uh, two thirty. That's when your dentist appointment is. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That one I like actually quite a bit because I have some kind of great uncle in me a little bit. My that's one of my dad's jokes. Two thirty. Yeah. You have a dentist appointment. Yeah, that's a dad's Time joke. to go to the dentist. Yeah, it's good. Is what it's I'll good. say. Okay. <laughs> Ashley Bloodworth says, "Every time I use the restroom, I have to check the color of my pee. I enjoy finding a pale shade. Hashtag stay hydrated. My pee is super pale. Is that healthy? Yes." Yes. Oh, that's funny. I, although I don't, I don't feel like look at this sign of my great health. To me, it's just like someone drinks a ton of. Well, it means refreshing. you drink a lot of water. But if you're peeing and it's like super concentrated, aren't you getting rid of stuff? Isn't that good? No, no? I don't. Th- I don't think it means that. I think your pee is supposed to be the color of apple juice. That's correct. Right. Thank what? you, Al. So it's not yes. supposed to be like dark yellow, and it's not supposed to be clear. It's supposed to have a little bit of tone in it. That's correct. Mm. My, what, oh, what does it mean if that means oh what if it means if it's purple <laughs> is that bad well i think there are certain medications that actually can turn your pee different yes. colors yes. yeah so, like the vitamins that i take make it sort of fluorescent yellow you mm-hmm. know what someone should invent yes. is like a pill you could take that turns your pee like blue or rainbow there, pee. Is. there is there's a there's a dye that you can do that turns your pee blue but it's tasteless and odorless and it doesn't do anything like rain and you can pee. like bake it into brownies and then, mm. like, your roommates eat it, and then they go pee blue, and you wait for them to actually talk about it, because they're like, they don't want to say anything, because they're scared, why is my pee blue? But you blue? can't ask about it, like, and you hey, wanna... Jim, how's your pee? Yeah. And so you just, what it's a like a What a horrible thing to do. But yeah. it'd be really funny to take it yourself, and then go over to people's house for dinner, and pee in all their <laughs> toilets. Yes. <laughs> That's that what I would do anyway. I had no idea it's supposed to be apple juice color. Yeah, it's been I... a long time since I've had apple juice color pee. Like, yeah, I always assumed clear, like, oh, good, I'm hydrated. Right. That's Martinelli's or like cider? <laughs> no, cider is smoky, so more like Martinelli's, It would be right? like light apple juice, yeah. 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 So if it's clear, it means you're actually too hydrated. Yeah, you're overly hydrated. Oh, shoot. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Okay, Big Al, oh, that's an upsetting name, says, just me or everyone, <laughs> always fantasized about being stranded on an island a la Blue Lagoon, Lord of the Flies, Castaway, to be uprooted and survive. No, I don't have that fantasy. 
I totally yeah do. no really yeah there's a there's a whole series of kind of desert island books and I love them and there's uh, there's one that's a true story which I can't recall the name of and I love it it's just this guy it's about like a FedEx plane that went down right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think about this every single day this is a major fantasy of mine really? yeah I think about what? it all the time this is every a major day? major fantasy of mine like is with, with uh, what what was the Tom Hanks movie Castaway uh, Castaway yeah I I watched that movie and I could not for the life of me understand why he wanted to get off that yeah. island so bad. I think about this every day. Yeah. This sounds amazing to me. This is like, I don't even like going to Hawaii because I'm like, it's too small. It's an island. I can't mm-hmm. handle it. Yeah. Oh, no, it do sounds great have, to me. Do you wow. have this, Daniel, the fantasy of being uprooted and living on an island like Blue Lagoon? Hmm. No, he never has anything. No. He's super See? happy right here. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Perfectly Are you happy. with me in this fantasy? <laughs> If what? no, then yeah. One thing I do hate about movies where people get cast away, uh-huh. and I'm using that now as a verb, is they fucking wake up on the beach in the morning. Like, that's not what would happen. Oh, yeah, yeah. You right. would get washed up on the island, and you would do some stuff. You wouldn't be like, oh, it's morning, and here I am on the beach. Like, I've just washed up to the edge of the waterline or whatever. That, that's You'd be fully really awake the whole you time. You would be awake the whole time, and you wouldn't just, like, roll up on the shore asleep. Also, in Castaway, by the way, Newsflash, there's no such thing really as an island that's completely surrounded by breaking waves. There's a way to get in and out of almost every island. It's called a channel. Mm-hmm. So we wouldn't really have to wait for anything. The wind might blow a certain direction, but you can get on and off every island in the world, basically. Was that the problem? Oh, yeah, he couldn't get off he couldn't the get island. Because of breaking waves, and that's just not real. Yeah. But I do fantasize about being alone on an island for like a long time. I feel yeah. like growing up... Because I used to make this, I used to re- jokingly refer to this a lot. So it seemed like the the plot device where people end up on what they think is an island, like right. a deserted and island. And it's right over the hill from a, a hotel. resort. <laughs> yeah. Did, wasn't that used in a number of TV shows? Probably. Okay. I feel like it I've seen like that. Seems like it. Yeah. I think yeah. so. I think the problem I have with that is just I would, everything that interests me um, involves things that would not be on an island. So it'd be really... I, Sculpting uh, tools, wax, just, uh, I just video games. Yeah. If somebody said to me, honestly, here are like your 500 favorite albums and you have a device to play them that will yeah. not like break. But no batteries. No, no, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't oh. be that. If I could just... <laughs> and I could take my 500 favorite albums mm-hmm. and you can be on this island alone for a year, I would do it. Hmm. I, I guess I'd have to talk about it with Ayala first, but <laughs> I... I I would want mm. to do it badly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that was just me <laughs> or everyone. New segment time. We don't have a song or anything, but there's just something that I decided that I want to do on this show. So um, my Daniel and my friend, Laura London, who is a dog trainer, um, has been posting on Instagram that she's been working with shelter dogs for, I, I don't know how long now, but I feel like I've been seeing her post about it for a, a, a decent amount of time. So she... Um, goes to shelters and she trains the dogs and gets to know them um, to make them more adoptable. And I've always had this thought that like a dog that Laura has worked with, um, like would it'd be awesome to get a dog that she's worked if we were right. trying to she's adopt a, great, a dog. She's a yeah, because you get a dog that's been trained by a professional dog trainer, but also if she's signing off on this dog, then you know that you're getting a dog with like a balanced personality or good personality or whatever it is um so not to bring everyone down but so i i always love looking at her posts and reading about the different dogs um 
And then she posted this one of five or six different dogs and it's like RIP dot GG so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so, um, you know, like heartbroken. Um, I enjoyed our training sessions and I know you did too. I know it was not in vain. Um, and like hashtag train them all, hashtag save them all. And I, I was like, they were all put no, down. They were all, yeah. So these five or six dogs that she'd been working with were put down. Now, I know that that is the reality of what happens in shelters. Like I not, I mean, in plenty of shelters are no kill, but I, I know that that's what happens. But for some reason, it just like grabbed my heart and I'm just like haunted by it. Even though, like I said, like I'm very aware that this happens all over the place and that there's all sorts of awful things that happen in the world and blah, 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 and all that. So then I thought, I would like to help get the word out about particular dogs. So maybe on my show each week, we will feature one dog and I'll tell you guys a little bit about that dog. Um, and also I will link to it on my website, just hoping to get the word out more. But then I went down uh, this, to use a phrase that Jeff used recently, existential rabbit hole of, but wait, there's so many awful things going on in the world. Like, why am I choosing this one thing? And why just dogs? And why not other animals? And blah, 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 and blah, 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 and blah, blah, and blah. And like, what about human beings? And blah, 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 blah. Like, really went off the rails with that one. Try being married to it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought, yes, that is all true. But that doesn't mean that maybe we can't help out a few animals by choosing one each week. Um, so anyway, I want to... And, and by the way, also, I was like... And this is is very local, but what I'm hoping is maybe if I keep doing this, um, other shelters around the country might reach out and be like, well, you know, here, you talk about this one. So anyway, uh, at the Downey Animal Care Center, there's a German shepherd named Gwen, Aww. who's eight years old, uh, and she has a profile on shelterme.com slash downy slash Gwen five. And I'll link to this as well, but it's shelterme.com slash downy slash Gwen five. And Laura has been working with her um, every week for six weeks now. And she says that she looks super cute in bandanas. There's a cute video of Laura on this uh, page. Where- like Steven Tyler. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Right. <laughs> um, and let's see. Um, Things like Steven Tyler, too. This is what she says. She's not going to ruin any ruin anything. She just wants to chill and take long walks. And then I said, um, you know, would she be good in a house with another dog or kids? And Laura said that um, she'd be fine either way. She's also a good starter dog for a couple. She can do anything, really. So apparently she's, like, very mellow. But if you wanted to take her hiking, you could do that. Or if you just want to, like, chill, you can do that, too. Um, she has... She she's super cute. Um, I forget if I said she's eight years old and she's been at the shelter for like seventy something days. But um, when I watched the video, I was like, oh, she would be a great dog for someone. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested in Gwen, uh, go to shelterme s h e l t e r m e dot com slash downy d o w n e y dot com slash Gwen g w e n and then the number five. Um, but I, again, I'll link to this on my website. Okay. I hope I didn't bring everyone down at the end. Maybe I did a little bit. No, it's okay. Why did you, <laughs> why did you print off those text exchanges instead of just reading them on your phone? Because with the new iPhone, it creates interference. Oh with yeah. The show, right. So if I was going to read it. Doesn't yeah. it look cool though? Print yeah, it really out. Cool it does. Looking. I never really printed out a screenshot of text messages, but it, it prints out 
nicely. It looks like how you would text with a super old person. Because it's gigantic. Because <laughs> it's enormous. Yeah. Anyway, it was not a downer. It was nice for that yeah, dog. Yeah, it's kind of nice. Yeah, it's not. Nice. It's good for Gwen, I think. Oh, and if you go to Shelter Me, if you go to that link that I mentioned, you'll see that this dog is sponsored by Laura London. You can click on her profile, and then you'll see all the other dogs that she recommends. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you guys, if you're going to buy something on Amazon, which you are because they have everything, perhaps this Japanese barf bag that Jeff brought me from the dollar store. <laughs> I love it. Definitely bringing it next time I travel, which is soon. Um, anyway, if you're going to buy something on Amazon, click through the banner on my website, alisonrosen.com. It doesn't cost you anything extra. It helps out the show. Thank you for your Amazon support. Thank you for your PayPal support. Um, PayPal links on the right side of my website. And we have T-shirts available. Um, and uh, the people who are fulfill- or selling the T-shirts have asked me to let you guys know that if you order a T-shirt, uh, it takes about 10 days to get there. So don't so so if one day passes and your shirt's not there, don't be wondering where it is. It is on its way, um, and uh, you need you need one of these shirts. So you can get go to my website, click on the store. Also, ringtones available. Hey hey hey, go fuck yourself. And also, touch the tushy, touch touch the tushy tushy. Touch get these the tushy, touch, at gumroad.com/slash Allison Rosen, or you can get them uh, in iTunes. It's all, you can get to all of it via the store on my website. Um, bonus episodes available as well. Follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. Follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-M-B-F. Email us, A-R-I-Y-M-B-F show at gmail.com. Videos at youtube.com slash Allison Rosen. Jeff, where should we go for you? You can find me on Facebook and Twitter at Colonel Jeff Fox. Daniel? At Daniel Quantz, Q-U-A-N-T-Z, Twitter and Instagram. Alan? At Alan Moss on Twitter and Instagram. Jenna? You can listen to my podcast, Sorry Not Sorry with Jenna Kim Jones on iTunes, or you can find it at jennakimjones.com slash podcast. And it's Al and I talking about all kinds of fun stuff. Take a listen. And Greg? At Dong Attack. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? We had a good time, but now we got to go.